What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Big Ten Football Talk Podcast. I'm your host, Zach Guggenheim. We're going to be talking about some odds and ends. Uh, I will touch base briefly on the bowl games coming up for the Big Ten. But really, I just want to cover some odds and ends. A lot of big news with NFL draft declarations, coaching changes. And so we're going to just talk about those a bit and then I'll, I'll just touch base briefly but if you want to know when a podcast drops make sure you like follow subscribe wherever you get your podcast leave a review uh make sure to to rate us even if it's a one-star review guys just hit that review button leave us some feedback send me an email big 10 fo- uh big 10 football talk at gmail.com follow us on instagram and twitter I want to start with the news that Jim Leonard was going to stay on at Wisconsin as the defensive coordinator, which I did not think was going to happen. And then that was true for, I think, three or four days. And now he is again leaving. He is going to coach in the bowl game. But after that, he is leaving Wisconsin. And... Again, I'm not super surprised that he's moving on. Obviously, people... uh, I think people expected that. People, I think, at Wisconsin really like Jim Leonard. But he didn't really pass the head coach test yet. Um, So, I'm not... It's not really news, but it kind of is. Because it seemed like they hit the home run by retaining their star defensive coordinator... And getting the hottest name in coaching that that was going to be out there. Um, so yeah, it's it's a bit weird. There's not much to say uh, other than I'm st- I'm not sure Fickle is the slam dunk that everybody thinks it is, and it's it's not. It's not because Fickle is bad. I think he's a great hire. I just... It's a tough situation for, for Fickle. Because Leonard was is really loved. He's, he's a legacy. He's one of the top defensive coordinators in the game. And so you lose him. And not only that, but... Wisconsin's not... It's it's been a very good job. I'm I'm concerned for Wisconsin moving forward, especially as the Big Ten moves from two divisions to one uh, to to no divisions, which means you're no longer competing just with Purdue, Iowa, Minnesota, Illinois, Northwestern, Nebraska. Like, granted, you are competing with Ohio State, Michigan, and Penn State, but you're not you're not competing with them to get to the Big Ten championship game. Now, you're not just competing with everybody currently in the conference to get to the Big Ten championship game. You're, you're now competing with USC and UCLA. They have access to better recruits. They're about to get Big Ten money, and so they can improve their facilities improve their athletic programs. I I'm not sure it it feels like one of those jobs where 
the ceiling feels like maybe nine, nine or ten wins. And that's the ceiling. Whereas before, there were years where Wisconsin could get to uh, – they could go undefeated or they could be ranked in the top ten all year. And maybe that's still possible in certain years. But, like, we're coming off a year where Ohio State, Penn State, and Michigan are all in the top ten and USC is in the top uh, top 15 – you know, we had three of those teams in the playoff discussion in the last week of the season. And now there's no divisions, so it's just the top two. That's that's a tough place for Wisconsin to be. Now, I will say this. You know, Graham Mertz is transferring out. Not I'm not surprised. Quite honestly, I I think I don't think he ever measured up to what they wanted him to be. So I, I don't think it's a, t- a terrible loss. They do get Phil Longo out of UNC, who has been the dynamite, dynamite offensive coordinator. Um, so I, please don't hear me. If you're a Wisconsin fan, please don't hear me saying there's no hope and that they all rested on Leonard's shoulders. I, I, I am more just saying... I I I think it's a great hire for Wisconsin to at least stay relevant. I don't know if it's a great move for Luke. And I'm not sure it's going to work out. So that's what I'm going to say. I will say, it, it does seem like Braylon Allen, who there was a lot of smoke saying that he might transfer out... He has reaffirmed his commitment to Wisconsin. So that's a big deal. That's a really big deal. Um, Another big coaching change is Jeff Brom is moving on from Purdue to be at Louisville. This, This whole sequence is wild to me. It's it's just I don't get it. So Satterfield, who is the, the, the old head coach, is going to Cincinnati. That makes no sense. It makes absolutely no sense to me. I think Cincinnati going to the Big 12 is going to be a costly mistake. For, and, and, and not just because Cincinnati is going from a minor league to a, a, a group of five league to a power five league. Granted, they don't have to deal with Oklahoma and Texas. But they're still dealing with three, four schools that have Texas ties. And so they still have ties to all that Texas talent. Cincinnati doesn't. The Big 12 is still going to be the either the weakest or the second weakest Power 5 conference out of the five. But what makes even less sense to me is that Jeff Brom is going to Louisville. Now, before everyone says, well, it's Jeff Brom's, you know, it's where he's from. It's alma mater, yada, yada, yada. Listen, I know that. Like, I get that. Okay? So, sentimentally, sure, it's a great hire. And it makes total sense for Jeff Brom. Strategically, for his career, it's a it's kind of I feel like it's kind of a stupid move. 
Jeff Brom just won a Big Ten West title, which I know he will not be able to do that in two years. I get that. And he's losing a lot of pieces. You know, I think Aiden O'Connell's moving on. A lot of other pieces are probably moving on. I get that. Louisville is not a top five program in the ACC. And the ACC, they're not the Big 12 or the Pac-12, but they ain't the Big 10. Big 10, and listen, I don't care if you're Rutgers in the Big 10. And I, again, I think Rutgers is improving as a program and I have a lot of respect for them. But I have a lot of respect for Greg Shiano. But let's just be honest. The, nationally, people look at Rutgers and think punching bag, right? That that's what, and yet Rutgers is getting way more money than I think even the best ACC schools. We're talking Clemson, Florida State, Miami. Now the the NIL collectives are, are another story, but all the money that the Big Ten gets from their newest TV contract trumps everybody. And so you're going to leave that money, a, a program that can invest that much in their program, to go to Louisville, who is certainly not a bad program and certainly not in a bad conference, but it's, it's a lateral move that is in a less secure spot, At which leads me to think, you know, Purdue is not... It's, it's not a great job, but again, it's, it's not – like I'm just not sure how much better Jeff Brom's going to do, and he had a lot of goodwill at Purdue. And now all of a sudden he's going to Louisville, and I'm like, I don't know what Louisville's expecting him to do, but it, it just seemed, it seemed like an odd, an odd time. To make this move, if you if if you said, "Oh, Jeff Brown's going to go coach Miami," which Miami's been awful for the past several years, but there is the allure of bringing that program back from the ashes, right? And they can do it. Like they have the talent, the access to talent. You know, I I don't know what uh, what happened with Mario Cristobal, but. They, they have the ability to get back there because of access to talent, the conference they're in. You know, I think they, they probably have a lot of work to do with facilities, but you get the right people in there, you can do it. That would have, that felt like it would have made a lot more sense for Jeff Brown than to go to Louisville. So, unless, and maybe his dream is just, I want to go back to my alma mater and I want to make it great. Which, if he does that, more power to him. But I, you know, I thought... Purdue to go eight and five to win the West. As it, I mean, Jeff Jeff Brown's had a, a good two year run. You know, he, he upset Tennessee in, in the bowl game last year. You know, I think so. You know, seventeen wins in the past two years. That's a lot more than Purdue has had in a long time. So I, it's 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 a bummer that he's he's leaving and he's moving on. No word yet on. Uh, who they are going to hire next. They're they're conducting a national search. 
couple other things, a couple other odds and ends. Uh, we have uh, a couple of NFL draft declarations. Joey Porter Jr., Parker Washington, both declaring from Penn State. Not surprised by either of those. Uh, maybe a little bit more surprised by Parker Washington, but you get hurt, and that can change things uh, in a heartbeat. Joey Porter Jr. not playing in the Rose Bowl. Parker Washington was never going to play in the Rose Bowl because of his injury. Um, Joey Porter Jr. might be a top 15 pick. I would almost bet he's a top 15 pick. He's really, really good. Parker Washington is probably a top two-round receiver. Uh, so, you know, those are they're, they're big losses, but I think they were expected losses for Penn State. So uh, more power to them. Uh, I, I honestly have not seen a lot, a ton of NFL draft declarations yet, and I, I have not done a ton of research. Those are just the ones that I saw. Um, the the other the other NFL draft declaration, uh, there there is a couple from Ohio State. One, Ronnie Hickman declared before uh, the Michigan game, said it was going to be his last game in Ohio Stadium. I think everybody assumes that C.J. Stroud's gonna gonna leave, but he has not said anything yet. But the, probably the big news coming out of Ohio State: Jackson Smith and Jigba not playing in in the CFP. He is declaring for the NFL draft. Uh, the 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 official word has been that he is not healthy enough to play. There have been some some people in sports media who I will not name that have refuted that he's not healthy. And first of all, I don't care if he's healthy or not. He doesn't have to explain himself. I I think anyone who says that Jackson Smith and Jigba has shut it down didn't see him try to come back twice. Uh, Once against Toledo and again against Iowa where he clearly did something again after the Iowa game, or during the Iowa game, I should say. And so, I, you know, maybe after tweaking it again or, or whatever, I, we don't know the extent of the injury, but there, there have been rumors about him training down in Florida, which training can mean a lot of different things. There's been rumors that he's no longer taking classes ever since what happened at Iowa, uh, against Iowa. I, I don't know. Quite honestly, I don't care. Here's what I can't stand. Some national media members, because they need a story about a kid who's trying to get ready for the NFL draft, basically calls him a liar. And quite honestly, they can go shove it. What, whether you're a Buckeye fan or not, here's what I, I have to say about Jackson Pitt and Jigba. He played his heart out when he could. One of the best uh, change of direction guys I've ever seen. He was athletic. He was a difference maker. And, you know, that he is anywhere from a first to a third round grade. I think if he falls beyond the first 16 picks, I think every team is going to regret passing on him after that. Because he's he's... He doesn't have long speed, but his short area quickness is elite. And, you know, you think of guys like Cooper Cup, think of guys, um, 
Justin Jefferson's probably not the right comp, but guys who are quick in the slot and make guys miss and are always open and always catch the ball, I mean, those are the guys who are taking over the league right now. So Jackson Smith and Jigba, I hope you heal up. I hope you uh, you kill it in the league like some of your, your other Ohio State brethren. Um, and to the to the reporters out there trying to drum up a story that honestly is just going to hurt his draft stock, just stop. Stop it. Like, this happens every year where we get fixated on, on a couple players who, you know, oh, they're not good. Um, you know, and we say ridiculous things. You know, with Justin Fields is, oh, he never shows up on time. He always leaves early. Yeah, he's killing it in the NFL, and his teammates love him right now. So zip it. I don't want to hear it. Go be great, Jackson Smith and Jigba. Um, couple other things. Jack Campbell wins the Butkus Award. That's about the most obvious thing ever. Uh, Chase Brown misses out on the Doak Walker, which I can understand. Bijan Robinson, I think, was always going to win that award, um, even if he didn't play as well as he did. I think just the, the hype around that, he wasn't going to win it. Uh, I don't think they've decided the Thorpe Award yet. Uh, Devin Witherspoon is up for it from Illinois. I tell you, Illinois having some major award uh, awards guys. Um, you know, so good, you know, good for Illinois. Again, they had a great, great season. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Um, Wisconsin center Joe Tittman also declared for the NFL draft. Um, I'm a little surprised, but part of that might just be with the coaching change. And it's like, well, I could go to the transfer portal or I could just, I could just head out. Um, Yeah. You know, he's a two-time Big Ten, uh, all Big Ten honorable mention, you know, allowed just five pressures in one sack. So, I mean, he's probably going to be a mid-round pick. So I, it makes sense. It's, it'd probably be better to go to the NFL draft than to try to hit the transfer portal. But, um, yeah, so that that's a, an, another loss for Wisconsin. Um, yeah, well, let, let's... I'm going to just end with... The, the bowl lineup, and then a couple of Heisman thoughts. That's what we're going to do. So the the bowl matchups, and I'm not going to – I'm just going to give a quick reaction to them. The the guaranteed rate bowl – can't believe this is a bowl game. Um, Wisconsin is facing Oklahoma State. I think two teams that had a lot more hype coming into the season and really underachieved – It'll be interesting to see which team really shows up. Um, I'm not entirely sure if Luke Fickle is coaching this game or if someone else is coaching it. I need to, I need to look more. I think I think Fickle's coaching it, but don't. I'm, I I could completely be wrong. So I'll I'll I'm gonna do breakdowns of each game in separate podcasts. So, but. 
I think that should be an even matchup. I think both teams are trying to salvage their season in in a sense. The the Bad Boy Mowers Pinstripe Bowl. Goodness. Name of some of these sponsors, man. Uh, Minnesota is taking on Syracuse. I'll be honest. Minnesota, I feel like, should win that game. And I think with it being outside, I you know, Syracuse has a good running back. But I, I felt like Purdue should have beat Syracuse on the road, and I thought they, they choked that game away. I could see where Minnesota could choke this game away too, but I think Minnesota's offensive line is is going to be too much uh, – too much for Syracuse. This is my my immediate reaction. The Duke's Mayo Bowl, Maryland versus NC State. I feel like that one really depends on which Maryland team shows up. Um, I think Maryland could beat NC State by three touchdowns. I think they could get beat by NC State by a couple touchdowns. It really depends on. I. I'm curious if Tungavailoa plays. Um, he, I don't think he's declared if he's, if he's declared or not. And if he would declare, um, but I think if, if they have all their guys coming back and playing that game, I think it's going to be tough for NC state. Um, but we'll see. I, I, I need to see who's playing and who's not in that game. That's a big deal with some of these bowl games is like, I, I don't know who's playing in them yet. So it'll be interesting to see who sticks around, who doesn't, uh, the music city bowl, the, Trans perfect Music City Bowl. Iowa faces Kentucky. Kentucky doesn't have a quarterback. Iowa hasn't had a quarterback, but they're down to their third string quarterback because Alex Padilla is transferring. Spencer Petrus is hurt. I still feel like Kentucky's going to win by a billion. That's what it feels like. Um, that's my first impression. Um, The Outback Bowl, well, it's, it's the ReliaQuest Bowl, formerly the Outback Bowl. They got rid of the Outback Bowl. So there's no more Bloomin' Onion and Shrimp on the line? This is an outrage. Not really. Okay. The ReliaQuest Bowl. That's a stupid name for a bowl. I can't believe how upset I am at this. The Reli- What the heck is ReliaQuest? They should boycott this and just boycott it until they're like, we're getting Outback back. No more. No, this is absurd. Okay. Anyway, to to things that actually matter, Illinois versus Mississippi State. That's intriguing. Again, I don't know if Will Rogers is playing, but Illinois is probably pretty jazzed up. They're getting a January bowl game. Their defense is legit. Oh, man. I I think easily I'd pick Illinois at this point. And Mississippi State probably has more star power in terms of uh, recruiting rankings. But, yeah, I think I think I like Illinois in that game. Um, the Citrus Bowl is Purdue versus LSU. I would have. I was tempted to pick Purdue before I heard the news about Jeff Brom. I I think LSU 
with with the coaching change will beat Purdue, and I think they'll beat them fairly handily. I I liked Purdue's chances of being spoiler makers in this game with Jeff Brom, but I think that's going to be a tough matchup. The the three big ones: the Rose Bowl, Penn State versus Utah. Uh, I'm I'm unsure just how I feel in that game. I think it could be really close. I think there's a good case for both teams to win, although I think without Parker Washington and Joey Porter Jr., I think that's going to be tough. Um, the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl, which is a playoff semifinal, you guys know that. Ohio State taking on Georgia. I I have a tough time envisioning where Ohio State doesn't get beat by like four touchdowns, if I'm honest. And I'll, I'll break this game down more later on, but I I think it's going to be rough. I think the other semifinal with Michigan, I, I think a lot of people assume that TCU is going to be a pushover. I don't think they're going to be a pushover. I think they're going to fight. But I just I think it's a bad matchup for TCU. I think Michigan will pound away in the second half and pull away. Again, I'll break this game down. Um... Yeah, I'll break I'll break these 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 bowl games down after um, after I get some time to look at them. But I, you know, it's interesting because I would have thought that the Big Ten slate of games would have been more. Uh, it wouldn't have been very good for them, but as I look at the just first glance, looking at the at the games, I'm like. Big Ten might go. I, I I mean I think there's always the possibility that they just lay an egg and go over, um, but I think they're they're legitimately favored. Probably I haven't looked at the lines yet, but I wouldn't be surprised if they're favored in at least half the games. You know I think the Pinstripe Bowl, the Mayo Bowl. Uh, the 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 Relia Quest Bowl. I still can't believe that's the case. Um, Relia Quest Bowl. They'll probably favor Mississippi State, but the Rose Bowl and the the Fiesta Bowl. I I think all those games might be uh, favorites for yeah for the for the Big Ten. So it'll be interesting. I. I still think it's out there that they lay a stinker, uh, uh, lay a stinker, and it, it, it's bad. Because quite honestly, the Big Ten has not been very good this year, comparative compared to other conferences. So, um, let's finish real quick. Heisman. So I'm, this is coming out Saturday morning. Heisman ceremony Saturday night. Caleb Williams from USC. Stetson Bennett from Georgia. C.J. Stroud from Ohio State. Max Duggan from TCU. It's notable that Hennon Hooker's not in it. Blake Corum's not in it. Uh, several other quarterbacks and, and really good players. Will Anderson from Alabama. Bryce Young from Alabama, not in it. And I'll start with this. I have a tough time. I have a tough time with Stetson Bennett being in it. I have a tough time with Max Duggan being in it. 
Quite honestly, I have a tough time with C.J. Stroud being in it. Caleb Williams makes sense. Because that USC team without him... Eh. Um... And listen, see, and CJ, CJ makes more sense than I think Max and Stetson. But I mean, he lost the big game, and it wasn't necessarily his fault. But he, he's had other great moments. He had a, he had a really good game against Penn State. He helped bring Ohio State back against Notre Dame. So I, like, he's had some good moments. Stetson is good, but like the statistics, man, like twenty touchdown passes. And this is not me knocking Stetson Bennett because I've I've paid the price for criticizing Stetson Bennett. So this is not me criticizing him at all. It's statistically it makes no sense. Um I I hate how the Heisman has become quarterback of the best team award. It's it's supposed to be for the most outstanding player. And maybe this is just a, it's just a reminder that you know what? There really aren't many outstanding players this year. And I think a lot of the, the people that had a lot of hype coming in, quite honestly, has, has they've underachieved or they haven't made as much of an impact for their team as, as expected. And even, even these finalists, aside from Stetson Bennett, none of them ended well. Like Max Duggan played well in defeat. C.J. Stroud played well in defeat. Caleb Williams played well until he got hurt. But I'm like, man, I like why isn't Marvin Harrison Jr. in this? Which, by the way, he got robbed of the Bolitnikoff, and I don't care what people say about Jalen Hyatt's stats. Harrison's a better receiver. And you know what, what what's going to bear that out? The NFL draft. So I, that's another podcast for another time. And I'm trying not to be an Ohio State homer. Marvin Harrison's ridiculous. And Hyatt's a great player, but it, it's absurd. I hate, some, I hate these individual awards because most of the time the people voting on them don't watch the film. They just look at stats or they just look at the best team and think, well, we're just going to do this. And it's like, did you do any research? Probably not. It, it's just, ugh. So, like, but it, it, the Heisman in particular this year, I'm like, I can't, there's there's nothing I'm actually criticizing except, you know, maybe Stetson Bennett is a reach. But, like, it, it's just hard because everybody you could put on there, like Blake Corum. I'd totally be good with Blake Corum being on there. Except they lost him before the Ohio State, or they lost him at the beginning of the Ohio State game, and it didn't matter. Like, he wasn't needed. And he probably wasn't needed then for the rest of their season. They could have used leaned on Donovan Edwards, who, by the way, is a stud. You know, like, Bijan Robinson easily the the most explosive running back in the country but like he's playing for an eight and four team so it's 
I feel like we have to rethink how to do the Heisman. Because I, I just don't... Like, I don't want to give it to anybody this year. Like, not even Caleb Williams. I think Caleb Williams will win it. I would bet that Caleb Williams wins it and C.J. Stroud is second. And then Stetson and Max are like three... A, a fairly comfortable third and fourth. And then Bijan who wasn't invited, probably is... Bijan, Blake Quorum, Hendon Hooker are probably in that 5-7 to seven range. That's my guess. Um, but... Yeah, I, I doubt... I would be very surprised if it's not Caleb and CJ 1 and 2. I would, personally, as an Ohio State fan, I would love it if Stetson Bennett wins it. Because I want as much of a chip on Ohio State's shoulder as possible. The la- the last thing I actually want is CJ to win it. Because I-, I want him as ticked off as possible. But that's that's my guess. That's I I would think Caleb. And part of it is because Caleb overcame a lot to get USC to where they are. So let me let me know what your thoughts are. Send me an email. I'd love to know what you guys think. Obviously, you only have about 12 hours after you listen to this podcast or whenever, maybe less than that when you listen to this. But make sure to leave an email, send a review. This has been the Big Ten Football Talk Podcast. We'll be back. Keep, keep your ear out, your eye out. Start doing some bowl breakdowns in the next week or two. I'll try to do one for every game. But... Hope you guys have a great, great day. Take care. God bless.